Hello and welcome to the last episode of Season 1 of No Polls. My name is Carol. And my name is Lucy. Thank you for joining us on today's episode, which is the last episode of this year. On this episode, we will be talking about the attacks that occurred in July and August of 1985. Richard broke into a home in Sierra Madre and bludgeoned 16-year-old Whitney Bennett with a tire iron as she slept in her bedroom. After searching in vain for a knife in the kitchen, Richard tried to strangle Whitney with a telephone cord. He stated that he was startled to see the electrical sparks emanate from the cord, and when she began to breathe, he fled the house believing that Jesus Christ had intervened and saved her, which... I think he did, you know. Yeah. To survive any of his attacks, it must be something good from God yeah. because <laughs> it can't be anything else. Whitney broke, sorry, Whitney woke up several hours later laying face down on her bed covered in blood. She had multiple skull fractures which were caused by the tire iron that Richard had left by her bed. Whitney survived the savage beating and attempt strangulation, although 478 stitches were required to close the lacerations to her scalp. 478. Oh my God. Para cerrarle la corta, no manches. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> the physician later testified this was the most massive head injury I've ever seen. He, uh, he states um, she had greater than 40 inches of linear lacerations crisscrossing every direction on her head. She had been strangled, which resulted in a fractured larynx, and she had black eyes as well. So, no aparte de que le pegó en la cabeza con eso, la ahorcó, sus pobres ojitos se habían quedado todos morados. But that's what he does now. Like, he beats them, like, really well. Well, yeah. I mean, look at it. Beth, <coughs> with the martillo and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I am sick. So if you hear me coughing, it's me. I'm sorry. I've been sick for the last three weeks. So bear with my, my coarse voice today. <laughs> my manly voice. <laughs> so... Anyways, así como estaba golpeada y como estaba estrangulada y con la larynx broken and fractured, she was somehow able to call her father, who then um, called the police. Yeah. When the police arrived to investigate the area, they noticed that the screen had been removed from her uh, bedroom window and a shoe print from, guess what kind of shoe? An Avia shoe. <laughs> was found in the bedroom. This time it was inside in the, in the bedroom. It was not outside. Oh. But, um... Was it, like, on the mattress or where? Estaba como en unas toallita o Kleenex o no sé qué era que pisó él y dejó ahí la huella. Bueno, pues es que la mayoría de estos 
como attempted murders or murders también los ha hecho así como que muy erráticos, ¿no? Uh -huh. Como que ya andaba like a ver qué pesco chingue su madre, ¿verdad? Ahorita no. Ay, pues andaba todo drogado, ¿verdad? ¿no? <coughs> aparte, uh -huh. eh, most of his attacks he was under the influence, so right? yeah. Le valía madre. Later on, on July 7th, 1985, Richard burglarized the home of Joyce Lucille Nelson, which was a 60-year-old lady in Monterey Park. He also removed the screen of her window and entered uh, to her bedroom. She wasn't in her bedroom, however. She had fallen asleep on the couch in the living room. So when he was, you know, roaming around ahí en el cuarto, uh, he found her on the sofa. And then he decided to beat her up and started stomping her in her face over and over. Ah, but um, wasn't she the one that uh, tried not to get raped? Like, she fought back, no? Sí, era esa señora. Dice aquí, um, a neighbor noticed that the screen had been removed. And when he found that the door was open, he went inside and saw that the home had been ransacked. And he called the police. Pobrecita la señora, ¿verdad? Aparte de que la sorprendió en la couch, la empieza a golpear, he stumps her to death. Pues sí. La, la empezó a pues con a el haber, pie. Ha de haber estado, like, obviamente encaronado porque, pues, on all these murders or attempted murders, what he seeks from women is, like, sexual gratification, you mm -hmm. know? So. Y con ella no pudo, entonces, pues... His anger grew. Yeah. Um, he said, when the police arrived, they found Lucille lying uh, dead in her bedroom floor. She had died from the blood force head injuries and from strangulation. She had multiple bruises, lacerations, and contusions to her face. She just imagine how hard he had to stomp her, that there was an imprint of his avia shoe on her face. An imprint no on chances. her face. Like, we're supposed to be bone and shit. <laughs> yeah, no, well, there was an imprint. That's how oh hard he God. was stomping her. Um, and, of course, the obvious, as always, outside, once they were doing the investigation, outside her uh, bedroom window, uh, in the flower bed, beneath the window, there was another print from the Avia shoe. Yeah, porque, pues, ya saben, Richard is super ca cautious with his shoe prints, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that same night, como he couldn't finish off yeah. with Lucille, pues he kept on looking, obviously. Like in previous, uh, with the previous victims he had where he was not able to fulfill himself sexually and he went on to seek someone else. That same night, uh, he went cruising for about two hours, with uh, not two hours, uh, within two neighborhoods around the same area. And but he, he was already in Monterey Park, right? Yeah, so. he was he was in in the same um, city, pero estaba buscando en las diferentes vecindades ahí a ver qué a ver qué le pescaba el ojo, you know. Sí. And he returned to um, find the home of so Sophie Dickman, which was sixty uh, three years old. Sophie, unfortunately, she awoke at three thirty a.m. in her bedroom uh, when the light went on. Richard was pointing a gun to her head and covered her mouth with a gloved hand. Then he threatened to kill her if she made a sound. Um, she was old, though. She was, yeah, she was 63. Pero, imagínate, a esa hora que dicen que es la hora que sale el diablo y la hora de donde todo se suelta y la fregada. 
levántate porque se prende la luz de tu cuarto and then you see somebody pointing a gun at your face and you know a hand to your mouth like tapándote no manches sí, pero mira pero piensa también del point of view de Richard it's three in the morning he's a satanist <laughs> it's the best time for him yeah chingado pues en muchas interviews él había dicho que él se sentía prote protegido por Satanás, ¿no? Sí. Que all these murders he actually commits them porque he wants to give homage to Satan, right? Supposedly, pero... Richard then handcuffed her. He took several items of jewelry and some money. Then he tried to rape her. Stop everyone right there. He tried to rape her. And this uh, attack is important because he was not able to do it. No se le podía parar al vato. La trató de violar normal, no pudo. And he tried to sodomize her, and he couldn't get it up. So this obviously pissed him up, like, real bad. So, um, when she swore to him that, she, uh, that he had already taken everything of value... He told her to swear to Satan, ¿verdad? Que, mm -hmm. que ya no había nada. Sí. Afterwards, Richard handcuffed Sophie to her bed, and then he fled the scene. Sophie yelled for help from a neighbor who was a deputy sheriff, and he responded and called the police. During the investigation that the police did, um, they found that Richard had entered the house through a cat door, which had been uh, bent out of shape. So, ¿cómo? Lo movió, lo dobló, se metió. I have no idea. Pero by this time, we have to take in mind that he's so skinny de que Sneaky. no come bien. Um, his image is completely deteriorated because of his bad um, hygiene. hygiene. No se cuida, no come bien, Is hace drogas, o sea, se malpasa. Entonces, I'm pretty sure he did fit through that cat door, aunque la haya doblado como la haya doblado. Pues, si no, nada más fit. puedes meter la mano. And, like, mm -hmm. this guy is tall. Um, <coughs> like, I'm sure he has long arms or whatever. Sorry, guys, I'm coughing again. <laughs> um, so, um... Sophie Dickman was able to identify Richard in a lineup and um, she was also able to identify the jewelry that he had stolen and that the police had recovered from, guess who? Felipe. <laughs> yes, that's right. Felipe Solano. El hookup. El hookup, yeah. <laughs> she was brave enough to identify Richard at trial as well. Y te digo brave enough porque a esa edad cuando te pasa algo así traumático, a veces you don't even want to know about it. You want to try and forget about it as, as fast as you can. You don't want to relive. Sí, pues it doesn't even matter the age, dude. Como if you were a kid, También, if you were sí, a teenager. Tienes razón, tienes razón. Este, pero en especial, o sea, a gente mayor y gente como a younger kids, I would understand porque ya sabrás, o sea, you are still como unable to fully protect yourself. Y luego mm -hmm. que venga otro loco para que te ataque así. Like, no. putting yourself on the spot for that, I wouldn't do that. No, yo tampoco. Bueno, I probably, bueno, no sé. La verdad no sé. Ahorita te puedo decir, I probably would, pero estando ya en esa situación y después de un trauma, después de una, I don't know, I don't know. Like, personally, <coughs> I know I wouldn't porque I know that there's crazier people than Richard out there and they might not just tackle you pero they might tackle everybody in your family. So, tackle como fútbol que... No. <laughs> no, but like, you know what I mean? Sí, que te ataquen, sí. Sí, like, they're like, ah, él no puedo con ella, pero yo voy a poder con todos, you know, like, <laughs> do some perch shit in my house, like, no, thank you. Sí. 
Bueno, for the next victims, the date is not quite certain, uh, but the court documents mentioned that the bodies were found on the 19th, and some articles that I was reading said that the actual killings happened on the 20th. So I'm not quite um, clear on the dates um, it, of the actual attack. But I'm going to go with what the court documents mention, which uh, says that the bodies were found on the 19th. Um, but anyways, Richard purchased a machete before driving a stolen Toyota uh, vehicle, and then he drove it to Glendale, California. There, he chose the home of Leila Needing, which uh, I don't know if I'm butchering her last name. Uh, I'm just going to say Needing because it looks prettier like when you need some dough. Yeah, I did try to look up the pronunciation, but I, I couldn't find one. Um, so Lila Needing, which uh, she was 66, and her husband Maxon, which uh, he was 68. Richard abruptly entered the couple's bedroom and viciously slashed them with the machete. Uh, then he pulled out a .22 caliber handgun and shot them in the head and in the neck. Not satisfied with just the gunshot, you know, which obviously in those areas and after he had already attacked them with the machete, he hacked them again with the machete to the point of he almost decapitated them both. Um, then he went and he ransacked the rest of the house as usual for valuables he could sell to Felipe. And um, his hookup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once he had everything he could find of value, he, he fled the scene and he drove to Sun Valley, which is uh, our next case. And um, yeah, just just a warning on this case. It's a little more graphic. So at around 4.15 a.m., Richard went into the home of the Kova or no, Novanev family. I'm not sure how to pronounce that one. Okovanov family using an open sliding door. La habían dejado abierta because it was a very hot summer day. Especially over there in California, it gets really hot. So for them, and back in the 80s, not everybody had AC, so se les hizo fácil dejar la puerta abierta. Exactamente. <laughs> Ahorita nosotras tenemos, estamos que December 30th, 2021, and I have a fan right next to me because it's hot in here. It's so hot. Um, but imagine summer in California in the 80s where not everybody had ACs. Se les hizo fácil dejar una puerta abierta. And, um, he went to the living room and he approached, uh, some kid, which is the name of the wife of, of this family. What a not um, name. Some kid, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she was she was on the sofa. Se había quedado dormida ahí, and she was awakened by the sound of him entering the home. I guess he wasn't quiet enough. You know, uh, he woke her up. Then he pointed a gun to her head and said, "Bitch, shut up." O sea, ella se asustó, obviamente. I don't know if she started crying or, or pleading, maybe. And she told her to shut up. Y le dijo, "Don't say anything. If you do, I'll kill you." After that, Richard went to the bedroom and shot. China Rong, which is uh, or which was her husband, in the head with a .22 caliber handgun while he was asleep. Uh, then he came out of the bedroom and went back to some kid and said, "I killed your husband already." Imagínate estar escuchando eso. Sí. Entra un vato que no conoces. Y, y cabe mencionar esta gente they're from Thailand, so they don't really speak the language. Uh, they don't really understand and they don't really speak the English language very well. When I was uh, reading the court uh, 
case documents and I was reading another article and mentioned that how she was expressing herself when she was testifying she was having a hard time to do it parte por el trauma por el dolor de estar reviviendo todo and the fact that you know English is She's not her immigrant. first language yeah so for her um, having a stranger come into your house and telling you in English you know insults and then going into your husband's room and hearing a shotgun balazos and but, but well, this is what we were talking about earlier. Like, this is one of the things that can make you more likely to be a victim. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, after he killed uh, her husband, he came back to her. He pulled her hard. He pulled her hair. He slapped her face. He forced her to perform oral sex on him and ripped her nightgown off and started to rape her. Take in mind, este Richard no se estaba cuidando de andar limpio, de que oliera rico, de que huelía perfume. No, he was a gross man. Stinky, like stanky, because a lot of his victims mentioned that he stunk like dead animal. Los dientes los tenía ya podridos sí. de todas las drogas que hacían, de que no se cuidaba, de, o sea, mal dormido, mal cuidado, mal, haciendo cosas malas también, o sea, ¿dónde se ha de haber dormido? En las calles, estuve viendo no, pues, reportajes que se dormía en, en moteles, en la calle, en wherever he could find a place. Pues, es que if that was the case, o sea, porque ibas a preocuparte por lavarte los dientes. Sí, ¿no? bueno, sí, también. <risa> en, o sea, y, y ahora imagínate todo esto y luego que he force her to go down, on, down him. on him. Ew, like, ew. You know, just imagine that. Guacalita. But, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm gonna say nothing, but guacalita. You know? <laughs> then he dragged her into the room where her husband lay on the bed. Uh, then he told her, see, your husband is dead. You see? And this is quotes from the testimony that she gave no in, in court. Dude. Yeah. So, um, like, he abused her, i.e. Mm-hmm. Richard continued to rape her, sodomize her, and beat her up again for the next couple of hours um, that followed. He tied her up and then forced her to take him around the house to look for money and jewelry. Um, during the robbery, she was swearing to him that she had no more money or valuable items. And she was, like, swearing, right? Like, I swear to you, there's no more money, que el otro... And he got mad, and he made her swear to Satan, que no tenían dinero, que ya era todo lo que se podía robar él, you know. Mm-hmm. And the next couple of details that I'm going to give you guys, um, just a quick trigger warning to all listeners out there. Uh, what I'm about to tell you is very graphic. It involves a child, so if you want to skip this part, skip away. At 6 a.m., her 8-year-old son's alarm clock went off and Richard went into his room to tie him up. Some kid testified that she could hear her son crying. Richard put a sock in his mouth. He pulled his pajamas bottom, his pajama bottoms down and off, right? And he raped him. Then Richard uh, went to the kitchen to drink apple juice and to take a mini break before going to the bathroom to get some baby oil. And then he went back to the child's room again. Once in the room again with the child, Richard proceeded to brutally, uh, to brutally sodomize 
the kid, you know, with the baby oil bottle. Uh, then he took his mom, uh, some kid, out of the room and he raped and sodomized her again. So, process what I just told you. El niño tiene una alarma a las 6 de la mañana. ¿Por qué? No sé. I don't know if it was a school day. I don't know if uh, what was going on. Que a las 6 de la mañana el niño tiene su alarma. Suena. Wow, he was already you know, ransacking the house y todo el pedo, ¿verdad? todo lo que está pasando Richard oye la alarma, se mete al cuarto del niño, lo empieza a violar lo amarra, le pone un calcetín en la boca lo amarra, lo empieza a violar se cansa el vato, porque taking mind, he started attacking these uh, people uh, a las 4 y algo de la mañana y la alarma suena a las 6 entonces ya lleva dos horas haciendo todo su desmadre, suena la alarma va con el niño, hace lo que hizo Y luego se va y se toma un break a tomar jugo de manzana. Encuentra un aceitito de bebé y se regresa a seguir torturando al niño. And he rapes him with the baby, uh, the baby oil bottle. I don't know what kind of monster could do that to a child, you know. But uh, this was really hard for me to read. And I had heard his story before we even thought of doing this podcast. But this is why, or this is... The specific reason why I think Richard is, in my opinion, I've said it before, in my opinion, I know other people might think, oh, this other killer is, is the worst, or this other serial killer is, is I think, is the worst, or mató más gente, lo que sea, será el sereno. I think Richard, in my opinion, in my book, he's the worst one out there. ¿Por qué? Porque no respetaba viejitos, viejitas. Niños, niñas. He, he, he was not, he didn't even have a, a specific agenda or, 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 or type of kill. He would grab whatever the fuck he would find. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it was in his way. He would use it to attack. And no era algo de que, okay, ya te maté esto. No, él mataba y atacaba con odio. Sí, o sea, todos los murders, todos los asesinatos que hemos visto, que hemos leído, que hemos escuchado, so far, involve him viciously, like, no de, no de, o sea, la madre dice stab where I shot them once, no, he viciously went at the women, the children, the elderly, mm -hmm. like, y no fue uno, fueron varios, o sea, ¿cómo se te ocurre sacarle los ojos a alguien, o usar un martillo con unas viejitas, like, no, deja tú, una de ellas estaba deshabilitada, o sí. sea que no se pueden defender, son como si fueran niños chiquitas otra vez, o sea no, pues ya de por sí la edad que tenían ya tenían 80 some, you know it's not like, te entiendo si me dices que están deshabilitadas, tienen 60 like they can still scratch you or something <laughs> sí, like yeah. pero, pero también él buscaba ir tras de personas que en realidad no se podían defender o que no estaban coherentes para defenderse porque uh -huh. why would you go at 3 a.m. or something yep. ¿verdad? él no más quería ir a hacer daño no y, y como vi en uno de los um, reportajes uno de los videos que vi los que eran sus roommates estaban contando que él no era el tipo de persona que se confronta a la gente que no pelea ¿por qué? porque de seguro iba a salir perdiendo si se hubiera peleado con alguien lúcido y, y o sea no dormido no no que él tuvo el, el primer ataque o que lo haya um, como sí. se dice uh, atacado primero o herido he would have probably lost 
any of those fights, you know. See? But no, he had the advantage of surprise that people were asleep, and he had already like either stabbed them or or shot them or or hit them with something. But even the detectives, verdad? Pues, we've talked about them before, Frank Salerno and. Gilbert, Gilberto, or something like that. Mm -hmm. He was um, his partner, right? But in specific, Frank Salerno, he was the older detective, right? And he would he would be the one that would get interviewed the most, right? Because he had worked with the Hillside Strangler and I don't know what, right? Mm -hmm. But no, even him, uh, he had stated that Richard, he saw Richard as a coward. Yep. Like in the newspapers and the, and the interviews, se le salió, ¿verdad? Pero it's true. No, no, sí, es verdad. Es, es absolutamente verdad. He was a fucking coward. That was he, what he was, you know. He didn't have the balls to go fight with someone face to face. No, he was a coward. He hid behind the knife. He hid behind the knife. He hid be behind a gun. But anyways, um, once he was done with her son, he took some kid out of the room and he raped and sodomized her again. O sea, no nomás la torturó primero físicamente, luego atacando a su hijo. When he, when he was done with, with her son, he took her out again and he raped and sodomized her otra vez. It was like overkill, you know, this vato. Uh, after that, Richard made her swear to Satan one more time that she was not hiding any more money or anything of value anymore. Yeah. After that, he grabbed the items he had collected, todo lo que se llevó el dinero, jewelry, everything he had, and he left through the front door. Some Keith then worked her way out of her ties and went to her child's room. Um, the attack on the child was so severe that, according to his mother's testimony, she, and, and, I, and I quote, she said, he was bleeding, he was swollen. And um, then she goes on to say, he looked very bad, I cut him loose. O sea, lo dejó amarrado al niño, lo dejó sangrando, hinchado, con dolor, llorando, asustado, un niñito de ocho años. Que nunca, o sea, los niños no deben de estar así todo eso para empezar. Yeah, o sea, he didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Um, then she went to the bedroom where, where her husband was to see him. And uh, again, she was, I, I'm getting this word for word from her testimony at court. Uh, she said, I see a gash on the side of his head and I know he's dead. Hasta rimó la señora del dolor. Este, <laughs> no seas fea. No, no, no estoy siendo fea. Es, like, but again, she had a language barrier there, you know. So that's how she expressed herself in court. That no más al ver the gash he had, she she knew he was dead. Like that, she knew there was no no There's more no for for her husband. Yeah. So Richard not only stole um, a little over thirty thousand dollars in cash and jewelry from this family, That's he insane. he took the innocence and the peace of that family. He took a family member. He took the safety at night for the child and, and the lady you know but he ruined their american dream uh-huh you know like they're immigrants trying to make their life over here and everything just went to shit yep pretty much in the span of about a little more than two hours mm -hmm. bueno then the next day he goes on to being again a coward 
like always. Mm-hmm. And now it's August 5th of 1985, right? When he decides to go and attack Virginia uh, Peterson and uh, Christopher Peterson. Virginia was 27 and, P- and Christopher was 38, right? They were both asleep. But Virginia actually wakes up and like she sees him. Y le pregunta, what are you doing here? He freaks out and he shoots her underneath the eye. But she survives somehow. Maybe he missed her brain or something. I, I, I guess he does. But like he shoots at her, but her husband... Obviously wakes up to porque this yeah. is usually it's the husband that gets shot first, but that was the husband wakes up and he's like the fuck right? <laughs> what are you doing here? Get out right? He shoots at him too in the head, and he doesn't die either. So the husband wakes up fully, gets up and is about to like beat up Richard, and so Richard flees. So again. Howard. Yeah. <laughs> este, and that was August 5, right? And that was it. Like, he just flees out because he couldn't do anything. He didn't rape Virginia because there was no chance to get her raped, you know? Uh, Christopher was actually able to just do something for his wife, right? And they were okay. So then after this, on August 6, was it known that he left his his victims wounded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, b- because they were left wounded, they were actually able to, like, testify against him. They were actually able to give a description of him, and it matched the other people that had given a description of him, and later on in court, también. Like, they were able to go against him, right? But he wasn't able to do anything this night, right? So on August 8, he decides to attack again, and this time he actually makes some harm, right? He goes to the house of Elias Abawat, who is 35 years old. It was actually Elias Abawat and his wife, right? Sakina. So he goes like his usual. He goes, shoots the man in the head and decides to rape Sakina. Sakina is unfortunately awakened by the shooting of her husband, Elias. He had shot him with a .25 automatic as he slept next to her. So... Ya sabrás, like, se levanta como en, como en previos casos, ¿verdad? Pero, pues, esta vez se levanta and, um, se levanta Sakina y entra, like, Richard is right next to her ya después de haber matado a su esposo el cuerpo de su esposo está enseguida de ella y Richard just climbs on top of him y se sube arriba de ella to begin raping her and stuff. Ah, oh, no mames. Sí. And he tells her don't make a motherfucking sound. You understand, bitch? Ah, o sea, bien lindo, bien tierno. Sí, ya sabes. Ternurita. Y luego le dice, I swear to God I won't scream. Le dice ya también. Then he slams his fist into her face. Y le dice, no, swear to Satan. Como la hizo Punch o qué? Sí. He ripped up her night tie and her nursing bra because... She has a baby. Este, and he forced her to go down on him también. Then he raped her and sodomized her. And because, like, he gets excited by, I guess, seeing the pain and humiliation in others. Mm-hmm. Y luego, when she hears her little son crying, she asks, please let me go to him. And he was like, pues, swear on Satan, you won't scream. 
I don't know why he said that. It was written on there that he said that. And she did, as he, said, as he asked. Sabes que también, estando en una situación así, ya mataron a tu esposo para salvar a tu hijo. You're going to well, do whatever he tells you. Pues es un baby, you know, porque she's on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have done the same for a child of mine, you know, lo que me pidan. Si estoy en esa situación. No, hombre, pues él la deja, actually, go to the child's room, lo calma. He, she puts him back to sleep. And nothing happens to the child this time, which to me was very weird after what we just listened. Yeah, but take in mind, o sea, es que el otro niño... Está más grandecito, a lo mejor se podía defender si o le pateaba o corría o algo. Y este es un bebecito, ¿no? Bueno, pues, that's true. After she put the kid back to sleep, Richard dragged her back into the room, punching her, slapping her again. And he was raping her again. You know, back to it. When the little boy opened the bedroom door and walked in because he decided to, uh, Richard actually tied, tied him to the bed. With them. Like, el niño chiquito. Al niño chiquito. Ahí donde está el papá muerto. Donde están haciendo rape allá. He tied them there. Um, and what he did, well, to me it was a little, bit, a little bit better than what happened in the previous one. Lo que hizo fue que le puso una pelo en la cara and he just kept on repeatedly raping his mom right there. Which is still horrible. Don't get me wrong. Pero, sí. pero pues it's a lot better than having him see everything. Well, that and like getting him raped. After this, uh, he can't. He handcuffed her uh, to the doorknob de la de la habitación, and he threatened to return to kill her and her three-year-old son and her infant child if she called the police. And and then he fled. And was like Sakina, she was like fuck. Like I'm. She was smart, I guess. Like she fucking as soon as he left, called the police and. But it was kind of sad because she called for her husband first. He was he was it. Um, so, anyways, after this, the police came, found this lighting glass door open. Um, Elias had been killed, right, by a single bullet to the head. It was found out that the caliber, like the same caliber, was the same thing that was used on Virginia and Christopher, like two days or three days prior on August the fifth. That was that. As you can see now, like. This time around, there was no avia, avia shoe tied to this, but it was actually the, the bullet, the caliber of the bullet. Mm -hmm. And then in the lineup, también, because Akina was actually able to see him, she was actually able to identify him in court, too. They recovered a bunch of stuff that he had stolen and ransacked from the home, from Felipe. <laughs> Again, the oh, hookup. Yeah. <laughs> so after this, uh, Richards decides to not stay within the same zone, you know, because he's been going around Monterey Park and other places, right? But it's technically around the same neighborhoods, you know, same type of people. And I'm guessing he must have been like, damn, like, before catching on to me or something, because he had been reading the newspapers, right? Oh, yeah. He's like, no, I need to switch it up tantito y se fue a San Francisco. So in San Francisco, he decides to go into the Pan household, where he attacks Peter Pan and Barbara Pan. <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> I know, it made me laugh so much. But I'm so sorry, but it made me laugh so much. So Richard invades the home of Peter Pan and Barbara Pan. They're both immigrants from Hong Kong. And he enters the couple's bedroom with a .22, .22 caliber. And he shoots uh, Peter Pan 
the 66 year old he was he's dead right <laughs> it's funny like <laughs> he shoots peter pan no he can't <laughs> <laughs> hey he came back he can't it, shoot him it's after he married wendy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no wait no not wendy his daughter her her daughter what's her daughter's name i forget it was in the second movie she had a child yeah oh jeez. she also gets kidnapped by tinkerbell no, oh, I don't know. No, I don't. But by Peter Pan. Oh, what movie is this? I the Disney one. There's part one and two. Well, you can't judge me. I haven't seen Jurassic Park, so. <laughs> dun, 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he tries to rape Barbara, but she fought him off, and then he shoots her. Taking her lipstick, he wrote on the wall in the bedroom, Jack the Knife, sketch with a pentagram and then he ransacks the house but she actually survives oddly check the knife yeah you wrote that that's stupid right <laughs> i mean i i guess what was that supposed to mean i think he was just trying too fucking hard to sound scary and satanic that he actually was very um but then again think about it like by this time everybody there is flipping their shit buying locks and stuff so Se le está subiendo. The word is pathetic. That's what I was looking for. I mean, he sounds pathetic at this time, trying to, trying to be scary. I mean, see, sí, palo, killing people left and right. That is scary. Yeah. But then trying to put pentagrams and shit, like that's pathetic. But but I guess, it, but it was like it was his excuse porque he wasn't raised as a Satanist and he wasn't an active member of the community like that, you know. I do believe he was just trying to, like, excuse his actions by putting pentagrams everywhere. I think he was just more of a poser. I mean, a lo mejor y sí quería creer y ser miembro y lo que tú quieras de, de, de satanic church or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But if you really think about it, the ones that are true members, they don't act like that. I think he was just like a poser, kind of, you know, a wannabe. What I'm telling you, I think he was just trying to excuse his actions with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it would say, like, people at the time had a lot of, like, aberration towards satanic people, you know? Like, they were thinking that they were super bad because of Charles Manson and all that. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, um, this chick survives somehow, and she matches his his earlier description to Richard, right? But uh, the thing is, because of this, um, this made the case uh, statewide, like, a statewide issue. But you now it's not just... Um, Monterey Park that's getting attacked. Now you're like targeting a big ass city in, in San Cal Francisco. Exactly. So it's like, ahora sí, like people are trying to move, get their groove on this freaking serial killer case. So on August 23rd of 1985, Major Diane Feinstein um, held a press conference um, and she decides to bring up stuff that had been gathering. For months, like the footprint, you know. Ah, las evidencias. Sí, like le dejó saber todo esto. Ah, no, pinche vieja. No nada más a, a los newspapers, pero pues obviamente a Richard. Yeah, and so. she decides to give a, a ten thousand dollar reward for any information regarding him, right? Porque now this is, has been blown out of proportion. No mames, o sea, dando un press conference, giving their Fucking tactics and details that they've gathered and to fine. get more detail. No, qué pendeja. O sea, sí, like le dio todas las pistas de que mira, con esto te estamos encontrando. Sí. Este, 
Um, pero les daremos 10 mil dólares si nos ayudan más. So what happens after this? Richard goes back, like he he kind of goes silent for a while because this is okay, the 17th, and he his last kill is on the 24th with Bill Carnes. Uh, Bill Carnes is 29 years old and he kills him with three bullets to the head. Allah. And yeah, it was it was like a rage thing because before he had shot all the males, but with only one bullet, and this time. Nah. He had not killed them all, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Some survived with, like, two bullets. That's true. <laughs> so. El guy que se levantó, ¿verdad? Zombie. Eran varios, ¿no? Que se levantó. El guy que se levantó y el que le llamó a la policía. No hubo más. I don't know. Porque la, la otra fue María, and that's a woman. But I don't know if there is another one. Pero there were, no, no fueron muchos que lo llegaron a atacar or anything. It was, it was just that previous guy that I talked to at the very beginning of August. Pero, pues... Del Carnes lo mata así nada más, pero it's only linked to him because again some some guy outside así como el male guy from previous episodes back que was outside throwing out the mail was this guy he wasn't throwing out the mail pero he was fixing up his car y lo ve ah, okay. and that's how he's able to like see that it was him you know that was attached to Bill Carnes killing. Pero when he goes in to kill Bill Carnes, Bill Carnes living with Inez, his fiance, um, la fiance again, she gets raped. She's actually pretty young. She was 27. Did Bill survive? No. He died? No, but it was three shots to the head. I don't know. Maybe he was lucky. <laughs> no, he gets like, he gets killed like instantly. Shit. Este, but Inés, no, Inés, actually, pues, she goes through the whole sodomization. Uh, mm -hmm. um, well, she gets raped and just tortured by him this whole time. And he actually is pretty proud of what he's doing, you know, because as he's talking to her, he's like, do you know who I am? Like, that, that's... I know, manches. See, like, he, like, when she wakes up Maybe and... You should be honored. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, but oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah. probably in his head he was like, hell yeah, like you should know who I am. But <laughs> um, she's like, no, who are you? And then he's like, I'm the Night Stalker. Like, oh god, no! How <laughs> 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 horrible at reading these things. Well, that's what um, that's what Ines said, right? To the Night Stalker, and then Richard's like, don't say God, say Satan. See, you love Satan. Like, he's always said in every freaking... Pinche vato dramático. Sí. And then she repeats it. And then he's like, louder! <laughs> <laughs> so she does, right? Because, I mean, I would too, if I was Inez. Did he rape her? Yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of... That's what he went for. He killed... He's already killed Bill. So what can she really do? Porque no hay nadie más. It's just her and Bill. There's no kids, thank God, right? Like, I, I don't like it when there's kids in the house. After this, uh, he threw her on the bed and tied her up and demanded to, to know where the money and jewelry was at. Like, he started wanting to ransack the house already, uh, constantly slapping her, kicking her, and then, well, he dragged her to the second bedroom where he raped her and sodomized her, and then at the end of the brutal assault, he gave her a gentle kiss. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, that's no what matches. that's what really caught me off guard because I was like, "What <laughs> did I just really read this?" Uh, like in the descriptions that a I, gentle kiss. Yeah, because bueno, I was thinking like la ventua la cama. Ay, alright. Ay, pero no se ha bañado, no se ha dado la cara. Guacalita. <laughs> his, uh, his tenderness changed into brutality instantly when he demanded she give him the money. And she gave him $400 and pues that's the only thing that they had, you know? Yeah. And he actually tells her this, you know? This is all that, that has saved you. The money? This is all your life is worth. I would have killed you if you weren't if if it weren't for this money. I was like, wow. Y he decides to leave. But before leaving, he he said, "Tell them the night stalker was here." Y lo dije con una squeaky voice because like how I can't take him seriously, you know. Es que mira when the recording. If you guys heard uh, the episode last week. We played an excerpt from an interview he gave to um, a reporter, Mike. And he sounds like he tries too hard to sound smart, you know? But he wrote it. Yeah, I mean, he had it all scripted. Y le dice el reportero, like, oh, yeah, you can read your script pretty good, but you're not answering my questions. And then he smiles, como pendejo, like, you don't know what to say now. Like, if he practices, he sounds smart. Pero in reality, this is who he is. He just wanted to be known and for stupid shit, you know? But he see, was trying too hard. I mean, he was super happy when they told him that <clears throat> he was now on the level of Ted Bundy and mm -hmm. the Hillside Strangler, right? He was, like, super excited because he actually looked up to these people, which is insane. But then it's not something I'd be super surprised about when he grew up with the kind of people he grew up with. You know? Yeah. I mean, to him, it was something normal, I guess. So then, flash forward to August the 30th, the police finally find one of the cars that he had stolen, right? And he and they were able to trace back one of his fingerprints, you know? And with the fingerprint, they were able to put it in the, like, register, you know, donde tienen todos los criminales, and they, and they identify him. Like, they identified him, the, the Night Stalker, as Richard I bet Ramirez. he loved that. Um, not really, because he was out of town. He, he had been... He, you know what? They should have just kept him as the... Como? The Valley Intruder. <laughs> or the, the screen... The Walking Killer. Or, <laughs> some, some chapo name. <laughs> yeah. To poke his fucking ego. Bueno... Um, at this time, he wasn't really keeping up because he had gone to El Paso, right? He had gone back home. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was just visiting. But this happened on August 30th. So when he came back on August the 31st, that's when they apprehend him because they had already released his, like, his face on the newspapers. Yeah. And he's walking in and everybody's fucking recognizing him because... <laughs> But that's what he wanted now, the fame. And it's insane porque to me it's like when I was reading it and I was watching it on on the recordings, but porque they have actually this film in black and white, you know. <laughs> este when this this gets retold, right? Like he tries 
he realizes, he, he goes into like a liquor store, because pues he's an alcoholic slash druggie. He goes into a liquor store, and people recognize him there, and I'm like... <laughs> Se quedó como el Pikachu. ¿Qué puede ser? It is me. <laughs> that was exactly Richard's reaction. He's like, well, fuck. Oh, I'm God. getting fucked. So he goes on a... Uh, he goes on and gets on a bus porque pues he didn't really have a car I guess I don't know he gets on the bus in the bus he gets recognized again so people are like <laughs> this motherfucker's here right and he gets freaked out he gets down porque he's on his way to I guess his brother's apartment or something a relative of his but uh-huh. he can't make it there porque ya, ya lo iban a empezar a agarrar ahí en el pinche bus ¿verdad? porque people are like this motherfucker is the one that's been killing everybody you know Like, pues sí, um, qué bueno, qué bueno que lo empezaron a reconocer. Sí, so he gets out of the bus and he's like, fuck, like, what do I do? So he tries to steal this lady's fucking car, like, she's getting in. So the wheels on the bus didn't go round and round. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> oh no, Pikachu. <laughs> so he gets down, tries to steal the car, right? But the lady screams, y ahí está su husband, y su husband se lo agarró. Básicamente, se lo agarró. La putos. Sí. <laughs> And they were actually, like, able to, like, have him there hasta que llegara la policía. Sí, lo, le detuvieron. Actually, they were just not deteniéndolo. They were trying to beat the shit out of him, right? <laughs> Cuando llegó la policía, and they're like, Qué no. bueno, qué bueno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. merecido que se lo tenía. Um, they were trying to beat the shit out of him. Y llegó la policía and they're like, no. Era cuando vi una foto que parecía así como que lo habían operado de las muelas o algo. Que sí, que traía, que traía bandages y todo. Yeah. Pues sí, porque se lo puteó la gente. <laughs> Qué oso, güey. Este, so, yes, the police got there to his rescue. <laughs> And they were able to apprehend him, right? Um, so then, after this, there was like a massive hysteria within a bunch of groupies that just gave him a lot of attention, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of weird people. Well, not, well, not weird people, but like... I mean, the kind of attention that this particular killer is getting all over the news, the newspaper, everywhere... I mean, people are weird everywhere. They're I, gonna, there's gonna be a couple of weirdos that are gonna want to follow him, you know? We'll see. I mean, I understand, though. Like, I read a little bit up on this, and it's also como... It, it's another kind of, like, mental illness. Oh, well, it's not a mental illness, but it's, like, a fixation of the mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... When women idolize men like this, it's not normal. No shit. I mean, I wouldn't, but it's not normal in the sense of, like, they're not idolizing him for who he is, but kind of like a potential or what he can offer them when he's behind bars, you know? Or as, or as a famous person. There's, like, a lot of points to it, but it's not, it's not to the point where they can actually have a normal relationship, you know? They're not seeking a normal relationship either. So I thought that was interesting. Anyways, he is in jail. He starts, his trials begin in July 22nd of 1988, and they end in September 20th of 1989. So it takes, like, a whole year 
year and a few months, which is actually pretty lengthy for a case court. You know, apparently it's one of uh, is one of the lengthiest and, and longest in United States history, like this case court, because they had to they had to have the perspective of a thousand six hundred jurors. Like, porque it was so well known that they couldn't just pick anybody as a juror, mm -hmm. you know? So they had to interview a thousand six hundred just to have a fair court for Richard. But I mean, that didn't really matter porque there's too many. Well, there wasn't chingos of evidence, but there was enough evidence to link him to every case. Aparte know? de la evidencia, los testigos. I See, read there was one of the articles like 90-something, more than, I don't know how many people but, testified. But there was kids that had to testify. Mm -hmm. So that was insane to me. Like a little girl in there in the court having to go back to their trauma of being raped and shit. Porque, because of him. Because he wanted to do it. So then, flash forward, um, during his stay in jail, porque he ends up going to San Quentin. Mm -hmm. He actually gets married there. How um, romantic. Right? Ooh. Oh my god. He... <laughs> He gets married to Doreen, Doreen Lloyd in October 3rd, 1996. Um, she actually gets, like, thrown out of her family, disowned, porque who marries a fucking serial killer? Pues right? no shit. Um, everybody else... Like, if you married him, I wouldn't be your fan no more. Excuse me? Para empezar, yo estoy muertito. te casas con un serial killer, por favor. No, no, no. I mean, my taste is not that good, but it's not that bad. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but you're laughing, bro. <laughs> Anyways, um. Shots were fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they got married, but then remember that first case that we talked about, about the little girl, mm -hmm. uh, May Leon, right? Uh -huh. That was discovered in 2009. Well, in this day, actually, <laughs> apparently his wife had been thinking that he had been innocent this whole time, even though there was enough evidence to link him to 13 murders. <laughs> she had been thinking that, well, she had been living this illusion that he was still innocent, right? So... When they married, after they married in 2009, she gets pulled into the court too, right? Because now it's not just him, but Pero tiene un espouse. So, mm -hmm. she, so she has to be there too. And I guess she gets to see all this gruesome evidence against a nine-year-old, you know? So she decides to leave him. Este, after 2009, they don't have any contact or anything. Nothing's... Pero se divorcia o no? I don't know. Mm. I, I didn't read up like nunca pude encontrar si se divorciaron <clears throat> o no pero by June 7 of 2013 when he freaking died right he had another fiance no oh, mames he was already 57 and he was dating a Ew. 27 year old I don't know how that happens but that's fucked up so then you flash forward wherever you are get help you need it <laughs> flash forward to June 7 of 2013 um He dies after 23 years in jail, and he dies of B-cell lymphoma at 53 years old. I read on some articles that he turned green because his blood was that bad, así como un enfermo, like he, his skin turned green, kind of, like highlighter. Like the Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> I had to... <coughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been trying to hold that coffin, but no, no puedo. Estoy enferma. Deal with it. I I didn't like that was ex, like the first thing that popped into my mind. Verde como el Hulk. <laughs> bueno, um, this is all we have so far on Richard. Oh, well, this is the only thing we have on Richard because he can't be doing anything else after 2013. Yeah, this is going to conclude. Season one of No Pulse. Thank you for sticking around. I hope that you enjoyed the final episode of our Night Stalker season. It was longer than we thought. Uh, we were originally planning to just do a couple of episodes on him. But he had just so much baggage that we had to cover in, in, in several episodes. We couldn't we couldn't do it in, in, in just two or three, you know? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, we're going to take this time to um, let you guys know. Previously, our, our episodes were all published on Thursdays. And we're going to go ahead and change that um, starting next week, starting next year, you guys. <laughs> we're going to have a new schedule. Uh, we're going to be publishing every Friday now. So stay, stay tuned for um, our new season, which will feature... Dangerous and Deadly Women, along with uh, famous um, historias de aquí, de allá, y del más allá. And um, um, I want to do some honorable mentions to the listeners that we have out there. Uh, we have people returning from the U.S., India, Canada, Latvia, Great Britain, Northern Ireland, France, Mexico, Australia, and Norway. Uh, you can tune in to listen to the new episodes on Nail Pools every Friday on Simplecast, Spotify, Ghana Music, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NoPulsePodcast1, on Instagram at NoPulse.podcast, and Find us on Facebook as No Pulse for any updates uh, and special episodes that we put up there and, and more little things. Happy New Year. See you next year. Bye. Bye.